Tav's different. Huh. This, this is Tavis Smiley. It is indeed. I'm glad to have you uh, hanging out with us today on our program. Great conversation with Mandela Barnes. And now we move to this. He was more than just a hero on January the 6th, although he was that, to be sure. Former U.S. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. You all know Harry Dunn. You know the name. You know the face, even though this is radio. <laughs> Harry Dunn, former U.S. Capitol Police Officer, opens up uh, to us right now about the scars, the fight for justice, and his new mission to protect democracy as a current candidate for Congress. Imagine having been a U.S. Capitol Police officer on January the 6th. We'll talk about that in a moment. And now you decided you are going to run for Congress. I'm pleased to welcome Harry Dunn to this program. Harry Dunn, how are you, sir? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me on, my friend. Man, it's good to have you on, brother. Thank you for the time. Uh, let me start by saying thank you uh, once again uh, for your service on that fateful day, January the 6th. We'll get to your campaign in yes, a moment sir. and why you decided to run, but this audience, again, knows your name. We all know your face. We've seen you. Uh, saw you at the January 6th uh, committee hearings. Benny Thompson was a guest on this program a week or so ago. So we all we, we know you. We know your work. We know your witness. Well, again, we'll talk about the campaign in a moment. But since we are now uh, just past three years ago, uh, from this historic day where you were in the middle of harm's way. Take me back three years ago and give me some sense of your reflections a few years later. You know, um, well, thank you for all those those kind words, first of all. And, um, you know, we all saw what happened on January 6th. We know where we were. We know what we were doing. We know what we were thinking during those moments. And, you know, I, I don't know about a lot of other individuals, but it is seared in my head, it's seared in my memory, Um and the crazy thing about it is a lot of individuals are trying to rewrite what happened, tell us what we saw didn't really happen, mm. or, you know, just flat out deny, you know, any wrongdoing of that day. So I think it's very important for individuals to keep on remembering, um, fighting back to keep the memory of that day alive. Um, not just the violence and everything, but the um, what it represents that what they were trying to do, which is overthrow the will of the the people um, mm -hmm. of free and fair election. And uh, we need to keep that in the forefront and realize that it can happen again. And the reason why I say that, not because those people uh, still exist. Um, I've been fighting for accountability from day one. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't mean just the individuals who committed the crimes, but that means the individuals who um, empowered the individuals to do what they did. And that, uh, that means the former president too. Yeah. Um, what do you make? Uh, you raised it. And I want to follow you. What do you make of the fact that so many people are trying, in fact, to rewrite history? I had a conversation about that on this program days ago. We've had a few conversations about it on this side of uh, the third anniversary of January 6th. You see all these attempts, all these efforts, uh, as you said, to rewrite history. Uh, Chairman Thompson talked about that on this program days ago, that people are telling us that, you know, that what happened really didn't happen. We saw it, but they tell us we're, 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 we're believing our lying eyes, right? We, we, we know what we saw, yeah. but you see this attempt to rewrite history. Now, that's offensive to me for a lot of reasons, but I can only imagine how much more offensive it must be to you because I wasn't in the middle of it. Uh, my life wasn't yeah. on the my life wasn't on the line that day. So when you see these efforts, these attempts, and and sadly they're working in a lot of ways. And some of these efforts are working uh, to to rewrite what what actually happened that day. You want to turn a white supremacists into patriots. I mean, you you see, you've heard all this stuff. You're on the campaign trail. Yeah. You talk about this stuff every day. But but again, if if it's offensive for me in L.A. sitting in a studio as a, as, a, as a citizen of this country, I can't imagine how much more offensive it must be for you to hear folk trying to rewrite what happened that day when you were in the midst of it. You know, yeah, yes, it is offensive. But we need to realize, though, it is their right to do that. 
You know, as crazy as that sounds, mm-hmm. it is their right to do that. They have the right to do that. It's not illegal unless they're under oath, right? And mm-hmm. they can tell all the lies that they want. That's why it's so important to get people that are willing to push back and be truth tellers um, to the country, to the American people, and confront them head on mm-hmm. um, with their lies, you know, and, and set the record straight. They can do it. Um, that's why we need, like I said, we need fighters in Congress that are willing to do that. And that's what I'm willing to do. And the reason why I have been able to remember, it's been three years since January 6th. And for those three years, I still went to work every day protecting the members who were telling those lies. Mm. Why was I able to do that? How was I able to do that? Because I believe in democracy. I believe in the Constitution. And I believe that the the way we stop that is to put people in Congress who actually will be the voice of of the American people. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not, and if I'm getting too personal, tell me, Harry Dunn, but I'm curious as to whether or not, given what happened that day and given what you endured, have you had, was there any point, any point after that when you had nightmares or any sort of PTSD because of what happened that day? Yeah, PTSD is, is real. And, you know, one of the things that I have been pounding the pavement also, in addition to, um, you know, accountability and justice, um, is mental health and mm. the mental health scars that, surrounded that i've been trying to be very transparent about you know my struggles with that and when you say like nightmares and stuff it it's not really a nightmare if you know you keep on living the same loop in your head it's not (laughs) a flashback you know you're you're living you're living in this reality every single day and um you know you want to do something about it i do have a great support system and i'm i thank you for even bringing that question up because Mm. you know it is very important this this world is really cruel man and uh we need people that we can you know, turn to and be, we need to uh, focus on the individuals that um, want to see us succeed and the one that's to yeah. be successful. And those are the, those are the individuals we need to focus on, not necessarily the naysayers because that, that will consume you and it will eat you up. Yeah. I've got some specific questions about your campaign in a moment, but let me ask you one more question about this uh, since you raised it. So, so what is it like uh, being involved in this insurrection on the 6th of January? And for ne- for the next three years, you continue to go to work every day, protecting people who you see on CNN and Fox News and MSNBC every night, just flat out lying. You see them every night on national television. You, you're reading them, reading their comments in the paper. You see them online and yeah. you were there and you know, these fools are just flat out lying and you're still going yeah. to work every day, protecting these folks who are lying basically to you, to your face. You protected them. You see the lies, but you're still going to work every day. Like, what's that like? I mean, I, I, I don't know that I could have done that for another two or three years. <laughs> yeah, well, it sucks, you know, just to be frank, it sucks. Um, but it motivated me to to step into this new role to want to serve as their equal, to, to not being a guy that they just walked past every day and could be dismissed. Mm. But I want to seat at the table. And now, you know, we talk a lot about it, a lot of institutions in this country that are broken. Um, we need seats at the table because those, those institutions are going to exist. Whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. we need seats at the table to have it reflective of the people who uh, disagree with how they're being run right now. Mm-hmm. His name is Harry Dunn. You know the name. You know the face. He's the brother, uh, Capitol Hill police officer, who uh, went uh, right into duty that day. And you saw him testify at the January 6th um, hearings, uh, the committee that Benny Thompson chaired. So you, you know who he is. Uh, now, when we come forward, you learn more about his campaign. He's decided to run for Congress. He's running for a seat in Maryland. And we'll talk directly uh, to Harry Dunn about the campaign when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. From the Merck Park with love, 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 this is Tavis Smiley. 
Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. All right, Harry Dunn, tell me more about why and how you made this decision to run for Congress. And I, and I, and I asked that before you, before I pass the mic to you. I asked that because you, you see these people lying every day on the Hill. You're there every day protecting them, but you also are close enough to it to see the dysfunction up close. You see the ugliness. You see the sausage making up close. Why yeah. would you want to be a part of this dysfunctional government? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> what am I doing? Why yeah, doing why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, you brother? Know yeah. Because I, I view myself as a common sense individual. Um, I wrote a book, and, uh, you know, it came out in October. And, um, you know, I, I didn't expect many politicians to read my book. Um, but it, it, the world feels like it's on fire right now, right? And a lot of people are looking for stability and some security. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that one of the most powerful tools that we have as Americans is our vote. And an educated voter is the best type of voter out there. And right now, there are a lot of uneducated people out there, respectfully, um, because what they're being perpetuated is lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need, to, like I said, Mr. Sarbanes uh, from Maryland's 3rd District, when he announced that he is not seeking re-election, I, I had to actually have an honest conversation with myself and say, wow, here's an opportunity to um, continue to fight even harder. You know, I, I'm not a career politician. I'm a career public servant. I've been one for the last 15 plus years of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, what more of an extension um, of public service than to uh, be a voice for the uh, the people of America and the, uh, specifically Maryland's third district? Yep. So tell me about tell me about the third district. We, uh, those of us who know the state of Maryland have been been to Maryland. Tell me tell me where and a bit about the third district. You know, it's, it's uh, Columbia, mm-hmm. um, parts of Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, Carroll County. Uh, you know, I'm really excited. Like it's it's an urban area mm-hmm. with a lot of educated, um, a lot of educated individuals. I, I'm we're proud to live in the state of Maryland um, under the leadership of Wes Moore. He's doing mm-hmm. a fantastic job, I believe. But we need to continue, like I said, to fill Congress with representatives of people that look like and represent the values of people of America. And um, that's why I'm fighting to get in there. Yep. T- tell me, tell me more. Tell me, tell me how the campaign is coming. Before you do that, I'm looking at a bunch of messages uh, that are flowing into this, uh, flowing in while we're having this conversation. One of them says, "Mr. Dunn, I already donated to your campaign just because. I already donated to your campaign just because. Glad to hear your thoughtful passion about your cause. So there are people who are donating already uh, to this campaign. So you know tell, tell me how the campaign is going, man." You know, and that that right there, that means a lot to me. Thank you um, specifically to that individual and everybody else. I I tell you what, I in this short time that I've been in this political arena, which I announced my run on Friday, um, I have learned that elections do cost money. That's one thing I learned real quick. So the support of so the support of uh, individuals like um, that that last. not caller, um, listener, that listener that yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, listener, yeah, yeah listener. Yeah. Um, that means the world to me, and thank you. And one thing, I really pray that I can get to Congress and uh, make you proud. Thank you for believing in me. The campaign's coming along well. Um, I'm very busy, um, but uh, it's worth it. Um, good trouble is one of the things. I mean, I have a tattoo of good trouble on my arm, mm. and it's one of the things that I that I believe in, and um, it's necessary to stand up yeah. and uh, 
doing the right thing has never been an issue for me. The issue is why aren't more people doing it? Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully that can be some type of motivation for somebody out there. No, and you, when you say good trouble, uh, one thinks immediately of John Lewis. And uh, if you can uh, if you can stand in the same place that John Lewis stood and serve in the way that John Lewis served honorably, uh, you'd be doing uh, a great deal, uh, not just for yourself and your family, but certainly for uh, this country. When we come forward in our remaining moments with Harry Dunn, a few more questions before we let him go. You're listening to Harry Dunn right now on Tavis Smiling. Unapologetically progressive. progressive. Unapologetically black. Black, black, black. You're tapped into Tavis Smiling. Tavis Smiling. Smiling. Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiling. Smiling. That's who. The conversation continues right now. Harry Dunn, tell me uh, how your background in law enforcement um, is going to aid and abet you as uh, a member of Congress. You know, first of all, I've got to acknowledge what you said about uh, Mr. Lewis, sure. uh, the late, great John Lewis. Um, I, I would be honored to even, you know, be in the same conversation of uh, a legislator as him. I mean, you know, i got a lot to prove and um, I, I just hoped and prayed that one day I could, he could look down and say I made him proud and made mm, him happy. Mm. So I, I got to acknowledge that. But as far as all my law enforcement uh, background, you know what? I, you, I don't always believe like we have a problem in law enforcement. We need good individuals um, in the institution of law enforcement. And um, reform is definitely needed. However, you know, I tried to bring to the approach uh, when I was a police officer to treat everybody as humans. Yeah. Treat everybody as people. Yes. You know, one of my good friends, he when I heard him speak, he said something that really resonated with me. People want three things. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be respected. Mm -hmm. And I brought that approach when I was a police officer. Everybody had a story and I respected them. I saw them as people, as humans. And, um, you know, I, that helped me serve as I was also one of the crisis intervention officers on the department. So when people, I saw people as people and not necessarily as threats immediately. Mm, yeah. um, so I can, you know, just being able to relate to individuals, listening to people and seeing what is, what are they upset about? Um, you know, just because it's not a big deal to me, it's probably a, it may be a big deal to them. Yeah. And we can't be dismissive of individuals and their thoughts. And that's one of the things I think that helps me um, in this race, being able to listen to people. And I see myself as a vessel. You know, this isn't a me agenda right here. This is, you know, the, the people. And I just want to be a vessel for the people to give them a voice in the halls of Congress. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Yep. Let me let me ask you right quick about uh, just got two minutes left here. Let me ask you right quick, uh, whether or not three years later, the Capitol is safer. We saw how y'all got overrun three years ago. Um, if something like that were to happen again, God knows it could. Is the Capitol safer three years later? You know, I, I was never on the... Um, on the end for those those conversations, you know, I was just a frontline officer that, mm -hmm. you know, got disseminated information in, in real time. Um, but, you know, I, I, my last three years before, you know, after January 6th, I, the department did make um, leaps and bounds to um, improve. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows? I, it's the same, it's the same voice, you know, the, the, the people responsible for January 6th, I'm sure they're improving also. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. it still yeah. remain yeah. it still remains a threat. It still remains a threat. We need to keep uh, we need to keep our heads on the swivel, no, so to speak. I got you. Um, and we need to be aware. Last question, since uh, everybody knows who you are and you are uh, putting yourself out there to run for public office, and I ain't got a problem with that. We have to assign ourselves, offer ourselves up. I'll give you a chance, right quick, uh, to tell folks how they can find out more about your campaign and even donate if they want to. Sure. You know, uh, Harry Dunn for Congress, F O R, Congress dot com. 
you know, I really appreciate any donation. Um, you believing in me means the world to me, and I cannot do this without the people. You know, the money is nice. The money is necessary. But uh, what I got to get out there and do is uh, identify with the voters and um, get them to believe in me, too. So thank you so much for giving me this platform and this time. Harry, HarryDunnForCongress.com is how you can uh, connect with him. Thank you once again for your service. All the best on the campaign, and thank you for the conversation. I appreciate you, sir. Have a, have a great rest of the day. You too, my friend. Thank you. All right, Harry.